Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Verse 3, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. That's God's favor. And we know the spirit of God was upon Daniel and in his life and working mightily. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not or could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Daniel has served over 60 years. And think about this. You have 120 administrators, <laughs> government administrators. No offense to those who work in government. Um, that's a bit of an oxymoron. I apologize. But, or these governors, they looked at his life. They searched it out. Over 60 years, he faithfully served. And they couldn't find a single problem, a single issue in his life. Could you imagine I mean, don't, don't raise your hands, but think about your own life for a second. If somebody went back, and some of you aren't 60, I get it, but, you know, 20 years in your life, in your career, could they find something you did wrong? These men couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel because his heart was right before the Lord. They hated him. Verse 5, then these men said, we shall, or we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Notice that. Verse 6, so these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors have counseled together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Verse 8, now O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. And Father, this is your word. And God, we ask right now that you pour out your spirit upon your word, upon the hearts of everyone here. Lord, that you open our eyes to see, that you open our ears to hear. And God, that you pour out your spirit mightily. Get me out of the way. Lord, we know your word won't return void. And so, Lord, right now, do what you do, Lord. Let your word sink deep into our hearts, into our minds, into our lives, and change us from the inside out. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. On that note, notice what these weasels do. <laughs> these weasels who, they're going to come against Daniel because of their jealousy. And what are they going to do? They're going to use Daniel's faith, his own faith against him. They're going to try to use him in this way, to cause him to stumble, and they're going to try to use the king as the murder weapon. And so what do they do? They come with flattery. 
This is such a powerful lesson. They come and they flatter the king. They stroke his ego. They pretend to be loyal. They pretend they're, you know, they're saying all the right things. But it's a trap. Sound like someone we know? Or maybe we shouldn't know, but this is the tool of the enemy, too. This is what he does with sin in our lives. He comes to us with flattering words. Oh, you can handle it. You can handle that sin. Oh, you are so amazing. You're the one person who can handle that. He'll just talk you into that sin, whatever that is. He'll just set you up for failure. It's a trap, just like these men. But I want us to be reminded of something Jesus told his disciples. And I think we, as a church, we as believers, need to to hear this lesson today. Take it to heart. Jesus said we need to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. He didn't say that lightly because remember this. It was a warning. Jesus had just said this to his disciples. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. This is what the Lord said to his disciples. It's true for us. We need to be those who are as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Daniel sure was. But don't, don't get off track and don't get off balance. Wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Some people are gentle as doves, but they're not wise as serpents. Some people are wise as serpents and they turn into mean you know, people. They're not gentle as doves. We must have the balance. But understand the world in which we live. I think we do, but we must be wise. You know, in ministry, we see this trap a lot. We see this a lot where people come into the church They'll come into the church, and and again, we're blessed here. I'm not criticizing or saying this about anyone or anything in this church. I've just seen it in ministry over the years where men or women will come into the church and they'll say all the right things. They'll flatter. They'll say all the right stuff to the leadership so that they can get some kind of position. But they have ulterior motives. This is why the scripture, when you hear that phrase, don't lay hands on a man too suddenly, or suddenly, this is something. It should be a time of testing. When people come into the church and they want to serve, it's great. And there are ways they can serve instantly and immediately. You know, helping with chairs, things like that. But when they're going to serve in a ministry to teach the word or to be trusted in that area, we need to make sure there's a time of testing. You don't want to lay hands on anyone too suddenly. And this is what the scripture is talking about. We need to be those who are as wise as serpents, gentle as doves. But even in your own life, it's the same thing. It's not just ministry. We need to pray about every opportunity that comes our way. That new job, that promotion, that friend that comes into your life. Whatever happens, whatever those things come to you, it's not just us in ministry, it's you as well. Be wise as serpents, gentle as doves, and pray about everything. Pray, and remember the scripture says, test all things, hold fast to what is good. You must be those, especially in the days we live who are as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Now, we also don't need to live in fear. We're not given a spirit of fear. And so I want to encourage you. We, we are called to test all things, but don't live in fear. Just trust your Lord. Seek him. And again, one, one other thing. I'm going to give you advice, and it's kind of funny, because my advice is this. Don't take advice from just anyone. You know, if you're in a certain profession, let's say, you know, you're in construction. If you want to get advice from somebody who's proven their worth in construction, and they have a lot of really good examples, and they have a long career, that's, that's probably a good person to get advice from. It's the same way in every area of your life, including spiritual advice. You get advice from people you can trust. Make sure it's good advice. And the, re, the way you can make sure it's good advice is make sure there's a good example you're getting the advice from. And be a good example so you can give advice. Does that make sense? But be wise as serpents and be gentle as doves. And so again, we read here in verse 7, 
Look at what these, these governors are going to do. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Again, they're setting a trap. They're just buttering this guy up. He shouldn't have taken this advice from them. He shouldn't have listened to them. But he did. He's probably thinking in his mind, oh, you know, they're so enamored with me. My kingly appearance. You know, we saw that video where uh, Chris and Christina were dressed in their royal garb. You know, this king, I'm sure he thought he was looking pretty royal. He probably thought, man, they must really, they must think highly of me. He's probably thinking, you know, they, they probably like the way I handle myself. They probably like the way I sit on my throne, you know, kick back. He's probably pretty enamored with himself. He's truly impressed. But here's the thing. Never believe the hype especially about yourself. <laughs> I'm reminded of a little story I heard. A little boy came to a pastor, and we pastored. We always need to be reminded we're not all that. It, this little boy comes to the pastor after church, and the pastor thought, man, I think that was a pretty good sermon. And the little boy comes up, and he says, oh, pastor, I just want you to know something. When I grow up, when I grow up, pastor, I, I'm, I'm going to give all my money to the church because of you. And the pastor's like, well, thank you, son. You know, and he's thinking pretty highly of himself. But then he got to thinking. He's like, well, what made you say that? And he says, oh, because my daddy says you're the poorest preacher we've ever had. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Kids have a way of keeping you humble, just so you know. But true friends do as well. Don't look for those who will always flatter you. Who always, you know, the, the people who flatter those in position. You know, one of the lessons I learned as a young man was always, if you want to know the character of a person, watch how they treat people who can do nothing for them. Watch how they treat the servant and the person who really can do nothing for them. That'll tell you all you need to know about the character of a man or a woman. But the king here, he fell for the trap. And now we're going to see that the trap gets sprung on Daniel and the king. Verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Notice that? This isn't Daniel being a rebel and going, oh, you're going to pass that law? I'm going to go home then and start a new thing. I'm going to open my windows to Jerusalem and I'm going to pray. No, this is something Daniel always did. And this is what I love, too, because these evil men knew this about Daniel. They knew he was going to continue because he was so consistent in his faith. They knew he was going to pray. They knew. This is what Daniel always did, continually. You know, and I was, I was thinking about this, and I remember Pastor, uh, or Dr. Chuck Missler once said, he, he would talk about this, and others have said the same thing. But if you were arrested for being a Christian today, would there be enough evidence to convict you in a court of law? And I think that's something really awesome to think about. If you were arrested for being a Christian, which might happen soon, you never know. But if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough, enough evidence to convict you? For Daniel, there was. They knew how to set him up for a trap because this is what he did always. Three times a day, on his face before the Lord, facing Jerusalem. Opened his windows and he would pray. He'd petition the Lord. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.